0: I got a billion dollar mindset, steady
1: as a flow, on my time spent, letting me know, billion dollar, billion dollar. Hey yo, what is going on? Welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor. I spent the last eight years of my life studying mindset of elite performers and applying those lessons to my own life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing exactly what I want to do in all areas of life. So I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me. And in my search for those answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share that valuable advice that I was receiving from successful entrepreneurs, investors, and world-class athletes. So thank you all for tuning in. This show is for free, and my guests do give their precious time to be here, so I do ask for something in exchange to show our thanks. I ask that the price of admission be you share this. If you get any value, you go onto your social media, you share it with your friends, you share it with your family, you share it with your co-workers, you share it with people in the streets. Look, my goal is to influence one million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential, and I can't do that alone. Yo, for real, this episode with Rob Gill is insane. So, I'm sorry for the audio quality. Bits and pieces will cut out because Rob was driving in his car. However, you can hear most of it and he is dropping value after value after value. He really speaks volumes about the idea of understanding different forms of wealth creation and truly understanding wealth management and how all aspects of your life need to speak to one another to create a more full picture of wealth. And these are the sort of conversations that unfortunately just aren't had in most communities. So I really want you all to sit down, have a pen and paper ready Take notes and make sure if you have family and friends around, have them listen to this too so that it can ultimately drum up a conversation that should have been had years ago. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and today my guest is Robert Gill. Robert is an experienced financial wealth professional with over 21 years in the industry. His main objective when sitting with individuals and business professionals is to provide value to their financial lives. Through his educational approach, Robert has developed an effective process that fosters growth for one's financial health and understanding. Robert acts something like a mountain guide for his clients, guiding them to the peak and showing them the potential pitfalls along the way. Robert works with his clients to accomplish wealth transfer, which is fundamental to building generational wealth that is sustained. This is my first time actually meeting with Rob, and we had a lot of great conversation before the show even started, so I'm excited to have him come on. While I was doing some research last night on him, I found out that he is a strong contributing member to his community. He serves on the Foundation's Board of Directors at Clara Mass Hospital, He self-funds scholarship programs at Marist High School, St. Peter's Prep, Xavier High School, and De La Salle Academy, and he provides opportunities and tuition assistance for economically disadvantaged students. On top of all of this, Robert is one of the founding members of Epic's Insurance Service, a company based in New Jersey that has seen 22x growth in the last two years alone. So I'm excited to have Robert on the show today so we can learn all about building and protecting wealth and hearing about his own personal entrepreneurial journey. So Robert, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, thank you, Marlon. Thanks for that introduction, my friend. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to share uh, this time with you.
1: Oh man, I'm excited. So Robert, 21 years in the game as a finance professional, that's a long time. I mean, you do anything for 21 years and you're bound to get good at it. So let me ask, what got you started in this line of work?
0: You know, um, long time ago, um, I my story is really, really a story of two separate lives. Um, one was a self- at a very young age, between 18 and 25, um, living the life of drugs and alcohol. And... Um, i'd gone to college never finished accumulated like 70 credits played college basketball for two years i grew up in a very basketball rich environment here and um but i just you know all i wanted to do was drink and have fun you know and uh by the time i was 25 my life was my life clock was running out um i had gotten shot at and uh along that journey um Some very good people came into my life. And as a result of it, I went to a a 12-step program, Alcoholics Anonymous, and I've been sober ever since July 1996, which is when I started working on Wall Street. And uh, you and I were privately speaking about cold calling. When I first started working on Wall Street, which was in 1996, up until about 2001, two or three, I used to average 400 dials a day. And uh, during that time, I learned, and you're right, 21 years in a business, there's so many different things and distinctions you learn along the way. Uh, But back then, those first six or seven years was all about cold calling, opening new accounts over the phone, and basically just trading stocks, because that's all I knew. Um, And 400 dials a day led to 3,000 accounts over a seven-year period. And what was beautiful about that, and serves me to this day, was not only the um, importance of daily practice, daily discipline, um, daily rituals, but also every no you could hear under the sun. Um, and you could begin to start anticipating the no's. So I love the fact that you have a program where you do role playing with folks because, you know, we live in the, 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 the age of social media, internet. And it's not just all about like, you know, liking each other's stuff and commenting. There has to be some kind of human connection. And uh, to your point earlier, you know, once you begin to ask people why are they struggling and they're they're not even picking up the phone, if you could be the master of picking up the phone, what begins to happen as you learn through your progress and process over a longer period of time, you can become an expert. It's no different than Malcolm Gladwell's book about ten thousand hours mm-hmm. for outliers, it's the same concept.
1: And I like that. I like that. It's it's amazing because it's true. You know, and a lot of people can't figure out why they're struggling that tapping into picking up the phone and talking to people and really getting over yourself. It's crucial. It's important for any sort of entrepreneurial journey to be able to have that superpower. So, you know, speaking of entrepreneurial journeys, right? You recently formed Epic, right? Epic, which is you're one of the founders of Epic, the financial strategies um, business. How and why did that get
0: started? Um, so, so like I said, back in from 96 to 03, I was opening new accounts over the phone. I began to train people. Similar to you, where your room was getting too big, you had to create separate rooms. I was beginning to train people in the same model. And we knew at that point, we had something special provided, you know, whoever we brought on worked the program the way we did. The challenge then, though, Marlon, was that you know, we can't control if a stock goes up or down, right? And the, the people that we were targeting were folks that had discretionary money that wanted to just take a shot on a stock, right? It wasn't like their IRA money or their retirement money. It was just guys the gals that wanted to take a shot. And for me, growth mindset, I I realized that there was more in this business than I wanted to do and it certainly wasn't cold calling for individual stocks. So along the way, um, I was about to get married. And there was a gentleman that came to me and sold me a life insurance policy. And uh, I thought it was an incredible presentation. And it wasn't hard for me. And and let me just kind of create a distinction here for you you and the folks that are listening. In our world, you have the insurance side and you have the wealth management side. And unfortunately, they don't know how to work together. So what happens is the client, the average consumer out there, is being bombarded with products all the time and as a result of it there's confusion and what happens is they begin the client the consumer they buy a bunch of different products from a bunch of different people but there's really not organization financially going on in their world and it wasn't hard for me to identify that back in 2009 10 and 11 which is really the grandfather of epic financial strategies we just you know we just kind of opened that up five years ago four and a half five years ago but the history is 15, 20 years in the making. So um, once we realized that, hey, we could talk to clients and to do, we, we can begin the process of doing true planning within and amongst asset classes. And Marlon, what that is, real estate's an asset class, life insurance and asset class, wealth management's an asset class, gold and silver asset classes. Your own business could be a, a, a financial engine for asset classes. And we just didn't want to be the people that said hey do this and don't do that or do that and don't do this we wanted to figure out a way how we could serve individuals and have all of their planners so let's say marlon you have an accountant and a state attorney a trust officer a life insurance agent we we do the best we can at, at connecting all of your planners for your benefit and for folks that don't have that if they begin when they begin to work with us we kind of create that synergy for them. I think that's really what separated us. And that mindset led to Epic Financial Strategies.
1: Wow, that is epic. That's actually, that's really cool. You know, because essentially I like that, what you're saying, because one of the fundamental pillars in my own adventure on entrepreneurship and investments, one of the first things that was taught to me was create a power team. And essentially you're talking about really structuring a power team for folks, or if they have a power team, making sure that that line of communication truly exists. That way the power team can really utilize its full potential. And it's not just yes. being left out there.
0: Yep. And we, and we do the best we can. And then and that's a space we have zero control because remember you're gonna deal with egos and you're gonna deal with, um, you know, if you have a relationship with your wealth manager and all of a sudden my team's on the phone, he or she may get offended at first. But remember all the folks that are listening your wealth manager or your insurance agent or your trust officer or your accountant works for you. You don't work for them. You know, you write them checks. They don't write you checks. So don't forget that you have the power to ask questions and you're allowed to, no matter how they respond.
1: I like that. And one thing I noticed, you know, again, as I was doing research, what I think I really liked about you and what made me want to bring you onto the show was your approach to business, right? So you seek to gain your clients by first educating them and you give them something of irrevocable value. You give them information, which is now theirs to have forever. They can take that information and leave you, but ultimately you gave them something of value first, right? Yes. So when you're looking for, or when someone's looking to speak with a financial advisor, like what should they be looking for? Or when, like, who should essentially come to you? Like what type of person know, you
0: Marlon, Marlon, you know, I I think I realized within three minutes of us talking, you were different in all good ways. And that's a great question. Um, and, And you know what? I think that before we go external, what should they ask? The first question that I think any individual consumer needs to ask themselves is what is their economic philosophy and what are their goals and objectives, right? And then once you take the ownership of where you're at, you the individual, let me just slide over here. There's something right up on me. (laughs) um once you understand where you're at then the interview process would go so remember when you talk to a financial advisor planner agent whatever whoever you're going to talk to i think the first question that begins that should begin with are they willing to work with the other financial professionals in your world for your benefit and you may interview 10 people and and five say no right away and the other five say yes but then the ones that say yes you want to dig a little bit deeper and just to clarify and verify that they are willing to do that through other questions And once you kind of you, you get connected to the person that you like and you feel comfortable with then you could talk about what your economic philosophy is what your goals and objectives and it would be on them to come back to you and present strategies methodologies and ideas based on what you shared with them i think that i think what i just gave you and the folks on this call is a really cool power one two step just to get off get off the launching pad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that is an absolute gem right there for anybody listening. I really think you should go back and really take a note of that because that's so crucial. And Rob, if I'm understanding correctly, you're really saying that your individual that you choose to work with that you're going to bring onto your team not necessarily based on just the skill set that they have but their willingness to be a part of a bigger team to be a
0: part yeah, of are they, uh, yeah are your, they going to work team with team. you yeah they're going to work with you Marlon or are they going to hand you off to one of their teammates if so who's the teammate and you want to get to know them because not to say that that's the wrong thing listen I have a 15 person team right so you want to at my team we, the right hand is always speaking to the left hand and because we help build out personal financial websites and create that congruency on all the financial data that folks have, whether it's their credit card uh, you know, statements and or uh, mortgage statements, uh, brokerage accounts. We put all that on one landing page, right? So you want to make sure that if you're going to work with somebody and their team internally, that you know who the team members are. That's important too.
1: I love that, man. That's, uh, that's big. So, you know what? I, this is a side question that popped up, but I'm curious to know, um, you know, I think you would probably have some insight on this. It's something that was relatively new to me. It was only brought up to my attention maybe about a week ago. And I think because I didn't have this even awareness that this thing existed, it limited how far I can even think about my own personal financial wealth and going into the future. Are you familiar with a family office?
0: Yeah. So what a family office is, is what I'm really describing where it's, it's high level um, for, you know, networks in excess of, and I'm not saying for us, but this is the general terms, 10, 20, 30, 40 million and up. And what the family office really does is check writing. They connect all the, they do everything for the family. Like every, the family doesn't write any bills out. Um, You know, they have the estate attorney all in-house, the trust, everything is in-house. Um, what I'm describing to you is a middle-class, upper-class version of a family office, minus the check writing uh, version of what that looks like. So I, what we're trying to do is provide with the wealthy do to everybody else.
1: I love that. You know, and that's so important. And I think people even having an awareness that something like that exists, because a lot of folks don't talk about this. These sort of conversations aren't had, even among people that are earning good money, which is surprising because you would assume that someone that has a strong, capable job that's bringing in six figures would be having conversations like this more regularly, and they aren't. And then the folks that really aren't earning a lot really aren't having these conversations. And these are where the conversations, this is where it needs to begin. You need to build an awareness before you can even begin to create the structure. Absolutely. 10%. So let me ask you, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are listening to my podcast that are self-employed. Right. And yep. maybe they're still young and they haven't quite begun to think about retirement yet because they're still in that place of actively growing their business. So their mindset is a little bit more here and now. Can you talk about the importance of putting thought energy into that future retirement account to building it now and making that a part of your today and now building? Yeah. Yep. So, so
0: Marlon, the first thing, and then we touched on this earlier, the first thing that, that, uh, someone needs to really understand and think about is uh, what are the goals and objectives? Um, how much a month are they going to be able to save through their uh, checking account, their personal savings account or you know when they get paid by their employer or if they own their own business, whatever they're getting paid on a, a, a weekly or monthly basis, how much of that is, are they going to save and put away? Once you know what that number is, and it should be anywhere between fifteen and twenty percent. Now, remember, some folks may have a lot of other obligations that um, they may have to start out at eight, nine, ten percent, but they have to start out with a savings percentage and be married to that on a monthly basis. So, what we did at Epic Financial Strategies—now, and you and I touched on this earlier—because you know we began an educational YouTube channel. Before we did that, one of the things that I did. Rob Gill himself is not a fiduciary. Um, I had dropped my my series licenses because I knew that what we were going to embark on on, on uh, LinkedIn and all the other, not LinkedIn, on YouTube and everything else was a was compliance um, challenges when it came to the wealth management side. So Epic does have an arm that is a wealth management that has fiduciaries on that and that's a private conversation if anyone wants to begin the process and go down that path. But as far as like you know, structuring a retirement plan. There's a bunch of different products that are out there and all these products have advantages and disadvantages. So the question really comes, do you want to pay tax now or later? Do you want your money to be guaranteed or not? What level of risk are you looking to take? Um, Do you want to have access to your money while you're saving it for retirement for other opportunities as an entrepreneur that come your way? And these are a deeper dive uh, conversations because we can't, the challenge is if you do it in general terms, people may get misinformed and it requires a, a much longer conversation about goals and objectives and questions, but it all starts with, can you save 15 or 20% of your monthly income?
1: I like that. I like that a lot. So, you know, cause that's one of the things I know for myself, when I started down this journey of looking into the future, I was just so hungry for, give me the best answer, right? Just like, I know there's a best answer out there. Just give it to me. And then as I began to learn and educate myself more and talk to different people, I realized why you can't just be given a universal best answer because everyone's situation is so different. However, I do appreciate that advice that you give where, you know what, lock in a percentage. And I like that you use a percentage and it's not a dollar amount because it doesn't matter how much you earn, you get married to save 100%. And that's important. You know, a lot of folks still have it in their mind. I don't earn enough yet to save. I don't earn enough money yet to be concerned with wealth creation and wealth management. But with that thought process, you will never earn enough. You start where you are. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, because once you don't listen, you know this, you have to start somewhere. If you don't start, if you never start, you're never going to have anything that's that's beginning to be saved, right? You have to start putting it away somewhere. And um, even if you save $100 a month, $300, whatever the number is, you have to start, and then the universe has a way of conspiring in your favor once you really begin to do this. Like anything else, if you if you work out, if you don't work out, you're never going to get in shape, right? So you have to start somewhere. Um, you know, just like when you go to college, you start as a freshman, right? Same thing with work. You start, You start out at one level. It's not a matter of, hey, I got to wait for the money to come. You got to create the mindset that allows the money to come.
1: I like that, man. And I appreciate you noticing my gains, man. I like I like that you know that I just came from the gym, you know, working out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, so I have a question for you. You work with, I'm sure, a lot of different clients, right? Across the board. What would you yep. say is the golden thread, if any, that ties together your clients who achieve success in life and those who don't? What would you say is that unifying factor?
0: Uh, mind, mindset first. Uh, clear clear goals, objectives, and outcomes in mind. Um, No shortcut approach, disciplined approach, uh, bringing it on a daily basis, learning from mistakes, doubling down on what works and eliminating what doesn't work, even if it's painful. Um, Having clear boundaries and being able to um, have a mindset of giving first. And I don't mean like giving people like money, I'm talking about like given to society and our, our clients that are the most successful tend to be ones that are part of something bigger than themselves.
1: Wow, Rob, I don't know if you realize that you just managed to drop like the greatest gems in less than a minute. And I truly don't think people really picked up on what you just dropped down for them because that is step by step by step exactly what needs to be done in the unifying factor that we see across the board. You know, yep. so guys, like, go back and listen to that again and again and again until your eyes pop open as wide as
0: they should. Yeah, take notes because once you take notes and repeat it in the mirror, it gets into your nervous system. And once it's in your nervous system, you begin to attract these kind of uh, relationships in your life.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, Rob, I'm a big believer of taking advice from individuals that you know it's they live their message, right? So. We learn how to get to the top of the mountain by following someone who's been to the top of the mountain. So how have you been incorporating this teaching or your own philosophy into your own life and your own business?
0: You know, like like I said at the top, the first thing in my life, the most important thing is that I stay sober one day at a time and help other alcoholics achieve sobriety through the 12 steps. Um, It all starts there for me. Um, And and it begins with having a a faith in my higher power who's God, right? Um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be blessed to be, to, to, have a beautiful wife and three children, um, you know, educating our children in the game of life, not just academics is, is so important. And because I grew up in a blue collar town in New Jersey, Bayonne, New Jersey, um, my dad worked three jobs and they didn't have any education about money, um, ever. And, you know, my mom still lives off my dad's pension. He was a police officer, um. But there was really no. There was always a scarce mindset when it came to money. So, I I knew at an early age that I wanted to change that outcome, change that trajectory. And for me, I the thing that I enjoy is really educating people that they don't have to have the scarce mindset when it comes to money. They could they could create an abundant mindset, which will lead to financial security, right? And if they view money differently, um, then they view it as not a bunch of presidents on a piece of paper, but a way to, to give them what they want in their life and helping them connect with other people to help them achieve their outcomes and goals um, and being able to be part of that and giving back to the community and, and feeding families on Thanksgiving and providing presents on Christmas um, and really taking that step to another step and, you know, freeing children from sexual slavery. Um, you know, that's, that's the stuff that really... That really means
1: the most to me. Rob, you just gave me chills, man, like straight up all across my body, because this is, these are the conversations. It sounds like you and I had very similar upbringings when it came to our relationship with money, where we had fathers that worked their butts off and they're great men. I absolutely appreciate my father and love him. He worked his butt off and he showed me at a very young age that hard work is not the only way. Hard work is not the only factor to create wealth it's got to be a mindset shift when it comes to the money and it comes to making sure that money matters something someone recently said to me is make money matter right and it took a little while for my brain to really figure out what they were actually saying you know intellectually i think i understood but then when you really start to make your money matter it's a spiritual endeavor it's a spiritual duty right there for us and absolutely Push because the money is not meant to be held on to. the money. I think that's the, we need to have more conversations about this. So if you don't mind, I'd like to deep dive this for a little bit, because I think this is an important conversation and important topic for people that the money isn't the important factor, but it's the part that gets the most attention and folks forget that the money is just a means to an end. So yes. when we focus it's a, on, it's a product, product. right. Yep. And when we focus on just attracting the money, We forget to focus on what the money is meant to do afterwards because the money doesn't, we don't necessarily want the money to stay with us. We want the money to provide a service. We want the money to provide a value. So I think that's a different way of thinking about it that a lot of people don't quite understand yet, or it's a conversation that's not being had often enough. So people chase after the money without necessarily understanding why, and then they get caught in this pretty awful trap.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a repeated pattern, right? And it's a learned behavior too. So so not only is it a repeated pattern, but a learned behavior, but you have to break through your private environment. The best way to do that is to read books, surround yourself with people that um, have been there, done that, success leaves clues. So you want to model after folks that um, that have achieved what you're looking to achieve. And you, know, you always see this on on. Facebook or Instagram. You surround yourself with whoever the five people that you surround yourself with. You're going to be the sixth, and that could be good, bad, or indifferent, right? As far as economics and and livelihood and everything else. So it's important that you model after the best, copy what they do. You don't want to model an average. You want to model someone that's a winner in the space that you're looking to win.
1: That's big. That's and I'm happy to hear you say that. That's a really big advice. I had a buddy of mine reach out to me last night who reached out purely on the fact that he said, hey, I'm having success in life right now, but I'm finding all the people around me. I'm at the top of the room every time I show up. I need new people to be around. And I, right, you know, it's something that's really important. If you find yourself in a room where you're always the smartest in the room, you're in the wrong room. If of your friends, you're doing the best, you need new friends. Not saying that your friends are bad people, but it's time for, it means you've outgrown that particular circle at this point in time.
0: Exactly. I agree with that a hundred percent. Well said.
1: Man, I love that. So let me ask you, let's bring it back into the world of finance for a second, because I have a question that I know has been brought up to me a lot recently because of just, there's a ton of information on the internet. So maybe you can help add a little bit of clarity to this, or at least point people in the right direction. People hear a lot about creating LLCs in different States for, asset protection and tax purposes and things of that nature. So, you know, what can you say on that topic? You know, is it really crucial for somebody to form a, like a Nevada LLC or, you know, when is it overkill and when does it make sense to look into forming an LLC somewhere else?
0: Yeah, you know, th- those are great. You know, listen, Nevada, Delaware, LLC, the corporate shields. Um, that's really the mindset behind it. You know, C corp versus S corp versus LLC. These are conversations that are real simple to have with an accountant. um, That would take about 10 or 15 minutes. I could always refer. I have a couple accounts that work with us. I could always refer somebody if they want to have those questions answered. It won't cost anything just to have the consultation call. Um, But listen, a lot of folks I know that buy real estate. They'll they'll own their properties in different LLCs. Once it gets to a certain amount of properties, right? That's one strategy. Uh, but the LLC does give a layer of protection. Um, the layers go deeper if you go C corp versus S corp versus LLC. But the whole point of an LLC, it's not tied to your 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 uh, Social Security number; it's a separate tax ID number. So it's a business.
1: I love that. I like that. It's a it's a simple answer, and it's right to the point. And it, like I think that's what folks need to focus on. You know, it's like. The LLC is really just to ultimately separate you, give you a little buffer between you and the asset, right? And so many people, I think they put a little too much thought into that aspect without actually going and creating the asset or creating the business. So don't stress it too much. Like Rob is saying, you can easily pick up the phone, talk to a CPA and get that answered for your situation in less than 10 minutes.
0: Yes, yes. Awesome. Chat. It's, a, it's a simple conversation <laughs> once again once again though and let's get back to this because that's a general question how does it pertain to your goals and objectives and your economic philosophy like why do you want to have an LLC what's it for mm. what business are you in right and then once you know that then you could be directed down because remember if you look at a map you have an outcome but the real question is where are you on that map
1: That's big. So guys, hopefully you're understanding. If you're listening, hopefully you're really getting the point of finding a team member that's on your team specifically, that's going to sit down and go through your exact situation. That's going to look at your GPS and figure out where your coordinates are and then give you directions based on there. Because if two of us are in the world and we're trying to get to California, we can't necessarily both take the same directions because I might be starting in Florida and you might be starting in Detroit. All right, we're gonna have two different paths to get to this, although we want to go to the same destination, we have two different starting points. So the roads we take will inevitably be different. At some point they may link up, but our starts are gonna be drastically different. Exactly. So, Rob, let me exactly. ask you, let me ask you, how often do you run into people who earn great money, right? They have great careers, they're you know, they're making a decent living, but they still haven't quite figured out finances and because of that, they find themselves in a situation where it's almost like they're not earning any more money than what they used to earn.
0: Um, you know, that's where, I mean, uh, we're talking about salary people right now versus you know, entrepreneurs slash salary, right? So um, if they're earning the same amount but their expenses are going up every month, they have to figure out another job while they're working, right? They have to work another job or create another business or do something in their off hours. So if they're working hypothetically nine to five, uh, we want to make sure that, you know, from six to 10 at night, they're doing some other side hustle, right? That's the best because money doesn't show up at your front door, right? <laughs> um, sorry about that. My phone. No, is no worries. So you got to go get it, you know?
1: I like that. You know, that's uh, that's big. Uh, really, I think a lot of folks, they expect the money to come, but like you said earlier, you said this earlier, the money is an exchange of value, right? Yep. You have to provide some sort of service, some sort of value, and the folks that you have, your clients that have come in with that golden thread of success, you see that they provide value in some way, shape or form in everything that they do.
0: Yeah, Marlon, think of it this way, 400 years ago, right? So just compare and contrast it, and anyone that's listed how lucky they are today, Four hundred years ago, the bubonic plague knocked out a third of the world, right? A third of the world's population, uh, or at least in Europe. Two hundred years ago, because of horrible plumbing in, in, in uh, England, um, I think like half the children before age of five died, right? Just because it was so unhealthy. A hundred years ago, five, sorry, twenty million people died. Uh, world War One from 1914 to 18, which led, by the way, to the last pandemic, Spanish Flu in 1918, and there was 500 million people that caught it. I think 50 million around the world died, right? And now we have our own pandemic, which got you know, rest all the souls that passed away. Um, but those numbers are shrink- shrinking significantly over humanity's timetable, which means we live in an age of information where. You know they were able to get a vaccine out in nine months which usually took five years because of the collective good of everybody working together and if you want to create a business online there's still three billion people that are going to have access to being online in the next couple of years that weren't on before around the world right so you can't tell me that you know every single beautiful person that's on this uh call or, or listening in doesn't have the ability to create their own business I'm not saying quit your job and create your own business. You got to stay where you're doing, but you're going to have so many opportunities today than, than, than Anne's history has ever had before.
1: Rob, I really love the way you put that man, because it's such a, so many people would focus on the negative and you're pulling that positive seed out of it and showing where the opportunity lies because a that's lot of insane. It's, we live in the, create, this is the richest time man has ever known. And we happen to yes. be in the richest country that's ever existed. Exactly. You know, exactly. so that's, that's mm-hmm. big. So Rob, I think I've been, as I've been talking to you, I'm really learning about essentially your mindset, right? And one of the biggest things that mindset helps for us do is transmute our failures into lessons, right? So for yourself, what would you say was one of your biggest failures that you've encountered in life and what did you learn from it?
0: Um, you know, there, there's 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 challenges all the time that happens. Um, when I had my first wave of success uh, from let's say 2005 to 2010, I did not grow scale and bring on new people in that space. I just kind of stayed with the same team. Although I was mentally growing and looking for more, they weren't. And I think that led to some challenges in 2011, 12 and 13, which eventually led 14, 15 to where I am today. But the thing that I would suggest is, uh, always be looking to build, always look to scale, always to look to stay in motion and grow. Cause if you do, um, It minimizes, there's other challenges, but it minimizes the catastrophic events that could happen because you're constantly in motion.
1: I like that. I appreciate that. That's a good answer because uh, if I'm in the, I agree with you where if you're not actively growing, you are actively moving in the opposite direction, which is- Yes,
0: Yes, and by the way, it could be so small, you can't even recognize it while it's happening. That's fake. So it happens, you know,
1: right? It's kind of like uh, the idea of when you're boiling a lobster, right? Yes. It heats up exactly. ever so slowly. You know, you're not just jumping, dropping it into the hot water, where it freaks out and tries to claw its way out. It slowly happens over time, and the lobsters and the crabs don't fight it. Yes. They're so the same way when it comes to that positive growth, or when it comes to that negative growth. It's no over time. So. You know, again, mindset seems to be very important to you. And your attitude is absolutely amazing. I love your mindset and attitude. So what is it that you do for yourself personally to cultivate this? Is it a, a daily thing? Is it a monthly thing? Is it a yearly thing? Is it a once every hour kind of thing? Like, what's that look like for you in your personal life?
0: No, well, you know, for me, it's, it's definitely daily. Um, I had the good fortune. I began to uh, really study a lot of Tony Robbins' material. YouTube on 2015 and 16 and finally I had gone to one of his events in 2017 and uh, from that event I met a gentleman by the name of Sean Callagy who's one of my partners, coaches, mentors and um, he has a formula called well the company's called Unblinded and it's about process self and influence mastery and he's created a formula for salespeople scientifically on how to go to Hello to yes, with Integrity um, it's a longer conversation for another day, but that, that relationship with Sean um, and creating ecosystem merger relationships where uh, you create an ecosystem merger and without friction, both, both folks can build businesses together. Right. As a result of that, um, we had gone from 8 to 150 as a group to 200 new meetings a month. And uh, he then introduced me to another gentleman by the name of Chris Crone, who uh, has over 600,000 YouTube subscribers and specializes in real estate, by the way. Um, And that ecosystem merger created a whole nother wave of success. I think last month as a group, we had over 600 sales meetings. Um, And, you know, it's really about understanding a formula scientifically, predictably on how to really take someone through a success process from hello to yes. And um, you know Sean Callagy, who is fast, very quickly moving in the space through Tony Robbins, um, is really uh, is really the guy that put all this together, and his movement is incredible.
1: Wow, that's that's imp- crazy. And you might get a kick out of this. First off, that's awesome. Like Sean sounds amazing, and I like that you study this stuff, especially Tony Robbins. I still run into people that have no clue who Tony Robbins is. I know, so do I. Isn't that crazy? It's the weirdest thing to me. I'll say like Tony Robbins, and they're like, who? And I'm like, Yeah, you're kidding, right? You're joking with me. And they have absolutely no idea. You know, so it's always an interesting, uh interesting conversation at that point. They um, I do like just that, like
0: a motivate they also uh, Marlon just think he's a motivational guy too. You know right. What I
1: mean? They they don't understand that the guy he understands business through and through, like he's He's a oh very well-oiled and well-tuned machine.
0: He's a better business person than what you'd see on CNBC. Absolutely. you know I wish he uh, still had probably.
1: aspirations for running for president, but I think he's done with that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes you know, um, but, but you know that's that's big you know finding mentors in that space of find like you were saying before you know surrounding yourself with the people that you want to be most like. And if you can't get to them in person, right, because maybe they're outside of your circle of influence at this point in time, you can still learn from them through things like YouTube podcasts, through their books, through events. And what happens when we go to those events, we we level up in the way that we're supposed to level up, right? We don't want to have a master that's way too far ahead of us that now it's overwhelming. If I'm starting off in TV baseball, I don't want to have... Derek Jeter coaching me right away. I need to have someone that's going to kind of level me up so that when I finally do get to Jeter, I can actually capitalize off of what he has to teach me at that point. It could be a master class instead of yes. fundamentals. So I think a lot of people are in such a rush to get there that they neglect the opportunity in front of them that comes in the form of the others that are studying underneath the master.
0: Yes, yes. And, and Tony, when you go to his events, it's like four day events. Uh, 50 hours of content it's like a fire hose of information you know what i mean um it's really what you do afterwards and that's what was so interesting is i had gone to tony's event and then i met sean uh, all by coincidence even though there are no coincidences and as a result of that um he represented to me sean callagy the living proof of what tony robbins was teaching mm. and that was all the difference in the world you know um that was it that's what changed everything. I like and then I just became, and, and, and remember, I used to be the quote unquote smartest person in the room. Um, once I got with him and Chris and these other unbelievable entrepreneurs who work at a very high speed, uh, that's when, you know, things began to change drastically.
1: Man, that's big. So, I mean, that's, that's powerful. Like hopefully you guys are listening and that's making you reevaluate your circle of influence right now. You know, and this is the hard part for a lot of people because your circle of influence, they may not be treating you bad, right? They may not be hurting you in a direct way. You know, it could be your mom, your best friend, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever. If they aren't helping you to actively grow towards the goal and desire that you believe you want for yourself, it might be time to temporarily pull away from these people and to spend a little less time and clear up that space somebody else because it's like the car you're driving in right now right rob you have essentially five seats in that car it looks like i don't know if there's a yep. third row behind but with those five seats if you have people sitting in all of them already and you now want somebody like sean to come into the car with you he has no room to sit someone yeah. is in his yeah. seat. so we have to essentially push somebody out temporarily we have to drop them off wherever they are if they want to stay here we <laughs> drop them off they don't want to come on the journey and we can introduce the new passenger for the next leg of the trip.
0: That's a great analogy and it's so true.
1: Man, I like yeah. it. So, I do want to be respectful of your time, so I do have, you know, three more questions here for you this morning. You know, so I'm big into setting a vision and setting a goal and really moving forward with purpose and that's one of the traits that you spoke about earlier as being a golden thread between the people of success that you've seen they have a clear understanding of where it is they want to go so for yourself and for epics what do you see as the goal for 2021 and on top of that i would ask one additional question with that is How much planning and envisioning did you put into creating the goal that you have set?
0: Uh, Let me go second question first. Um, The second question was we, I had written out um, probably like a really like five to seven pages really tight writing of goals back in November of 2017 um, which led to where we're at today by the way. And, uh, you know, all the different players that came into my life came after I wrote all that stuff. So one of the things I had written, and usually whenever I do that, my goals do take, they don't happen instantaneously. I've had experience that in the past, but once you start writing it out and thinking about all the different areas of your life and your goal setting, um, it just, it just has a strange way of, of really manifesting itself. And I can't tell you why, but it does. And what I wrote out in 17 is actually happening now, including the YouTube channel, including how we went from seven to 17 advisors in the last 12 months. But the goal that I wrote out in 17 to answer your question for 2021, we want to be able to go to 50 advisors this year. And we think that could happen because um, the amount, like I said before, these ecosystem mergers are leading to other uh, partnerships of people wanting to drive traffic to Epic so we can provide that education. And uh, for us, for 2021, we'd like to go to the 3000 new opportunities a month and have 50 different advisors sourcing those opportunities. And when I say opportunities, education first, last and always compliance, first, last and always or really being able to provide planning strategies for anyone that comes to the door. Provided that they're looking for proper planning, educated, family-oriented entrepreneurial folks. So I don't wanna put a number as far as revenues or anything like that regarding 2021, because I don't like to put numbers on stuff like that. I think it, it slows down your growth. I'd rather just focus on the process. And for us, the process would be, you know, how many people are we gonna bring on?
1: I love that, I love that. It's a, it's a service-based goal, right? Bringing on more people so you can help more clients. Yes. So let me ask you these final two questions, and these are the two questions I ask every guest that comes onto the show, and I really do enjoy these because we spoke about reading and how important it is for your mind and for your growth. So can you name no more than two books? So I'm keeping you at a limit of two because I know, you know, when it comes to growth mindset individuals, you guys, we have books all day to list. Can you name two books that have been complete paradigm shifts for you. And it can be in any area. So it can be finance, it can be personal development, it can be you know, fiction, it, it can be whatever. But two books that really have warped your mind to the point that it just never shrank back to where it was before.
0: Yeah, uh, Money Masters of the Game by Tony Robbins and Think and Grow Rich.
1: Oh, two amazing books right there. I have both of those books sitting on my bookshelf right now. Yeah. Amazing books. Awesome. And so now this is my favorite question without a doubt. Let's imagine, Rob, that tomorrow you wake up and you have no memory of anything, right? So you don't remember the last few years. You don't remember the Tony Robbins seminars. You don't remember the business. You don't remember the cold calling. You don't remember like the overcoming alcohol. You don't remember anything, not even your family. Like, so you wake up, you're in bed, you know, you're in a safe space, right? So you're not alarmed, but you just have no recollection of anything. You don't even know your own name. However, there's one little nugget in your mind. There's like a little piece of wisdom, a little piece of knowledge in there. And for whatever reason, this little bit of wisdom in here, you accept as truth and you're not questioning why you know it to be true. You just Take it and you run with it. What would you want that one piece of wisdom to
0: be? Trust 100% in God.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. I feel like you and I should have a whole conversation on just faith because that's an important topic as well for people to dive into. But that's going to be a topic for another day. So Rob really, I do appreciate you coming onto the show this morning. I appreciate your mindset. I appreciate your insight. Honestly, you just listening to the type of person you are, you're somebody that I would absolutely love to do business with and to encourage people to go and speak with you because you would inform them. And I think you're the type of person where if you recognize you couldn't give value to an individual, you would then just point them into an opposite direction of where they could find the value they're seeking, which is, you know, that's something rare to find in the world of sales, because that's integrity right there. And so I feel the integrity coming from you. For people that want to get in contact with you or people that want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Where should they go to locate
0: you? Well, the best way to find uh, me would be through epicfinancialstrategies.com, epicfinancialstrategies.com. If people just want to get education every day and, and are not ready to talk, definitely go to youtube check us out at robgill-epic financial strategies uh, make sure it's epic financial strategies every day we're bringing out new educational information on that channel that we're providing uh, for folks out there and it's all about giving and it's all about creating the mindset of abundance
1: and guys i've been on to the youtube page the content is top notch the information is vetted it's Very in line. If you guys trust the information that I give you, I sat and I watched some of the videos and I saw that the information is very in line. They know what they're talking about. And on top of that, it's really entertaining. It's really high quality, high production value, which, you know, it's it's really nice to watch. So go and check them out. I'm going to have the link in the bio. So you're not going to have to worry about trying to figure out how to spell things. Just go scroll down, click the link in the bio, connect with Rob if you found anything of value here today, make sure that you share this podcast, share this episode. Maybe you're not in the place yet for yourself personally, where you're thinking about wealth creation, but you know somebody that is, and you can pass this along to them so they can begin to start that journey for themselves and they can reach out to Rob. And Rob, let me ask, do you work with people that are out of state or do you prefer them to be local to New Jersey? around the country works with everybody around the country you like had cut out there for a second but so guys like rob works with everybody around the country so if you are in another state and you need someone to reach out to definitely find him. again that link is going to be in the bio so rob i do truly appreciate you for coming on this morning i appreciate you for sharing the knowledge 21 years of building information and knowledge to be able to release it in one hour you know that's not just one hour that's 21 years accumulated condensed into one hour and there's so many topics we didn't even get to really deep dive on. So, you know, I do appreciate your time here today. Hopefully we can do another episode in the future where we can go even deeper and we can see how you've
0: grown as time goes on. Thank you, thank you for the opportunity, Marlon. I really appreciate it. Thank you to whoever was listening and I hope I was able to give any kind of information that could change your trajectory for the better.
1: Yo, I really hope you all took away some knowledge from this episode that we did with Rob Gill. and. I really want you to understand... I mean, among knowing the technical aspects of understanding finance, which is amazing, you definitely want somebody that you work with to understand how money works. I think Rob showed that the most important thing is to understand what you're trying to accomplish and have a good vibe and a good feeling about the people that you're working with. That comes first. Ultimately, no matter what business you're in, you're in the business of people. So make sure whoever you're working with is actually connecting with you on a deeper than money level and Rob shows that whenever he has a client he actually looks to truly connect with them to truly understand them that way he can see if he is actually a good fit for them or not so it was an absolute pleasure meeting Rob hopefully you all truly did get value from this episode I know personally I got a ton of value out of just talking to Rob before the show during the show and after the show And I would love for you guys to make sure that if you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, you leave a review, you leave a comment, you share this with social media, and you share this with your friends and family. Anybody that you think can get value from listening to this. And also, send us a DM, right? Tag me on social media. Let me know what you thought about this. And I would love to keep this conversation going because this is how our community grows.